Hey, you're listening to the Burnt Out Entrepreneur Podcast, where you'll learn why you're feeling so burnt out, some insights and hacks to get you along this entrepreneurial journey. I'm Kylie Yotel, former oil and gas manager, turned health coach, life coach, and business mentor for female entrepreneurs just like you and help them heal and recover from burnout. Hello, and welcome to the Burnt Out Entrepreneur Podcast. Today, we are speaking with Raina Oliver, money mindset coach. Oh my goodness, uh, I am so excited to bring her to you today because she and I are both Polynesian women, and I'll just say it's been pretty hard to find people who understand Polynesian culture and just the mindset behind how, you know, as Polynesians we were raised, and also I really love that she's a money mindset coach because if you're not familiar there's four quadrants that I teach in my principles. So there's in the time wheel, it's T-I-M-E, time, and M stands for money, and money is one of the quadrants that we cover in the burnout cycle. So without further ado, welcome, Raina, to the podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Kylie. I'm so excited. Yes. And so... Um, Raina is also the creator of Fun Money Habits, and that's why I love her so much, because not only does she talk about money, but she makes it fun. And if you are the popular archetype, having fun first is what matters to us most, because we want to have fun or it won't get done. That's just it, plain and simple. So I'm so thankful that there's someone who talks about money in a fun way so that people like us don't have to feel, um, you know, stuck in a box when it comes to money. How many of you have done budgeting and you're like, my goodness, budgeting is hard. It doesn't have to be. That's why there's fun money habits because we can have fun and get things done. So that's why I love Raina so much. (laughs) Thank you very much. Yes, you can have fun with your money. It's a different perspective and different habits because as I am a money mindset coach. I am also a habit coach. And I combine the two together for more fun and more power in your life. Yes. So if you don't recognize her accent, French is, correct me if I'm wrong, French is your first language. Yes? That's right. Born and raised in Tahiti. So French is my first language. And now I'm living in New Zealand. So that's why I can speak English too. <laughs> See, not only does she help us with money, She's like multi-talented. So I love finding uh, my people on the internet. All playing aside, because we could just talk and talk for days, because that's how we are together. Uh, The first question that I want to bring to the audience today and that you're going to help us out with is, what does good money management look like? We have the four archetypes. And when you and I were discussing this in the pre-interview, there are different money habits that each archetype kind of subscribes to. And I already talked about the popular archetype, the one who just wants to have fun. And so today you can elaborate on the powerhouse. So just a little uh, backstory on the powerhouse. She is really driven by money and success, which is not a bad thing. All four archetypes have different drivers, right? The popular archetype is more about making friends and having fun. The powerhouse is really driven by success. 
So, uh, and then we have the perfectionist archetype who is really uh, driven by, I won't say being perfect, but that's not it. <laughs> that's not the be all end all. She really loves to cross her T's and dot her I's because that's um, what success looks like her. And the last but not least is, um, let me see, the philanthropist. So this is a person who values quality time above all else. So you'll notice that have, um, she'll probably spend a lot of her money on people and gifts for other people. And so anyway, just there are four different archetypes and each of the four archetypes handles money differently. But today we're primarily going to focus on the powerhouse because that's the person who is driven particularly by money and success. So with that in mind, um, what does good money manage look like? And I asked, because there's no such thing as what quote unquote good money management is. It's like um, not one size fits all, right? There are different ways that we can look at money and how we manage it according to our archetypes. I'm so glad that you say that because this is one of my biggest philosophy. We are all being made different by God and money management there's no one size fits all and that's why my program and the way I teach is about that we take your personality which is what you're explaining so there's four things I want to talk about here when it comes to what good money management will look like the powerhouse because she's driven by money it's really important for her to understand her numbers she needs to really know what's coming and what's coming out with that information she will be able to take very empowering decision and very good decision. She won't be just carry on spending when she actually doesn't have any money in the business. So knowing her number is key. And that can be a very big struggle for some people because of the fear of money. And this is why shifting your money mindset is essential if you are an entrepreneur who struggle with that. The second thing for that, our house is also, and what I'm going to be sharing could be applied for pretty much all of them, is the money routine. She needs to have a money routine that is fun and empowering to her so that she can stick with it. Because money, the biggest struggle is that sticking with it, the fear of it. So that's essential. The other things for her as a powerhouse, because she has big goals and she wants to achieve them, is intentional planning. And this will look like having a plan to earn money with integrity and also without fear, give generously, because she will need to sometimes push a little bit to be more of a giver, spend money without that guilt that sometimes can come afterward, and also save on purpose and invest wisely. Because as a powerhouse, she may be investing just because she feels she needed, but it may not have been a wise decision at the time. And she will find that out later on when she does look at her numbers. And the last thing that is very important for me as well to teach as a Christian money mindset coach and habit coach is contentment in Christ. She needs to know that money is a tool and that she can use it to impact her life, the kingdom of God, but to not associate money and her identity. So that will be the first four things that I will share when it comes to good money management. For this archetype and all of the others as well there'll be a few tweaks here and there with the personality but that's the main the main part i love that 
And you know what? When I first started coaching on burnout, you know what the Lord showed me? Burnout is the disease of discontentment. Because, yes, it is. you know, for those who have suffered through burnout, we're always looking for that next best thing. It's like, what's yeah. next? What's next? What's next? And what I find a lot of times is we are looking for that next best thing. One, because newsflash, sorry, this might hurt some of y'all's feelings, but right, we don't have the self-worth. We're looking at external things to prove our self-worth. A lot of times the powerhouse will go after degrees, master's degrees, a doctorate degree, because she gets appreciation and affirmation from those certificates on her wall. You know, I didn't go to college, but I still less than. I had a thriving career, but because I didn't have, you know, a degree, I'm not worth as much as someone who actually got a degree and is doing what I'm doing. Even though I have 19 years of experience, saying, or when I got into coaching, how many (laughs) certifications did I go through? Yes. (laughs) So many, because I didn't feel that, you know, my work was valuable. It was inherently Mm. valuable just with what I was bringing, even from corporate or from the military, you know, with all the mental health experience. I was like, no, I need a piece of paper to validate me. So let me pay for more coaching, more certifications, take more online courses, <laughs> take all my money. Here you go. Until I felt was worthy to be a coach. I know. Yeah. <sighs> and that's why being rooted in the identity in Christ as the powerhouse is essential to really find what contentment means. Because contentment, often people think is just do nothing and not a trying to achieve great things is not what it's mean. It's just a different focus. It's focusing on Jesus and the fact that he's the one leading the way and making you accomplish his will for your life and noticing that you are doing it for his glory, not to make you up in a higher reward just on yourself with selfish ambitions. It's not at all about you in this process. But this is what is going to be a bit tricky for a powerhouse because it's all really centered on the inside because there's such a big need for validation and for being loved. I think that at the end of the day, is that craving for love and being accepted. That is really, really what's impacting her most from what I can hear you talk about. And you know what is? funny is I just journaled on the verse perfect love casts out all fear right and because of the fear of you know other people's perceptions this is why she spends a lot of money on keeping up Mm. with the Joneses and you know keeping up with all the appearances but when we are solid in who we are in Christ that perfect love and our perfect identity in Christ because of what he did for us on the cross that's it. That's the end of the story. But as powerhouses, yeah. we to add on to that. Yes, <laughs> but, you know, and there's a lot of the self and the ego that tries to come yeah. in and be like, well, that's not good enough. I need to contribute. I need to, I need to put mm. some energy towards my own acceptance. And I, I can't just sit back and be like, oh. and I'll tell you, my burnout recovery journey was, Netflix and chill, not in that negative, you know, connotation, but literally my doctor was like, don't do anything because I had taken time off of work 
I had a doctor's note to be off of work for three months so that I could heal. But at the same time, I kept doing things around the house because I, I put that hat down. So let me pick up this mom hat and let me pick up this wife hat. Let, let me just keep, you know, I have one hat down. But he's like, no, you have to put all the hats down in order to heal because that's where it was on my journey. It made me feel I wasn't doing enough. And that's, you get nothing else out of this broadcast. It's really be okay with your identity in Christ. That's going to save you a lot of money. Let's just be real, right? You don't have to buy the car. You don't have to buy the house. You don't have to buy you know, the designer brands, because, you know, a $10 purse is just a purse. Just hold your stuff. Just because it has some kind of initials on the outside, you know, it has initials on the outside. It's, you know, has some checkerboard design on the outside, brown and brown. That doesn't make it, the purse is just a purse. It's holding your things on your shoulder so you can walk around. Just because it has someone else's initials on it, yes, it raises the value in the marketplace because of the brand identity. But if we identify what the purse is and what it does, it's just holding your stuff. Okay. Don't shoot me. Just a messenger. Whatever's flowing through me is coming out. So. (laughs) And I want to listen on the other side too. Sometimes that can be hard to hear. The truth, it can be painful. And I don't want you, when you hear that, to feel attacked or to feel judged or to start making yourself feel bad about it. Because we all have different defaults when it comes to the way we spend our money. Um, So if you are a spender because you want to impress as a powerhouse, it's good today to be aware of it. Because you may have not been aware of that before until you heard that podcast. But now that you're aware of it, you can be thinking a bit more intently and with attention, okay, that's one of my spending habits. I can see that I overspend on impressing others. I want the latest car, the latest iPhone. I want that bag that you're talking about. Or sometimes it can be as you go out with other friends, you're going to be the one saying, I'm paying for the bill. Mm. All your friends love you, but you may not have the money in your bank account be but you just feel like you need to pay to show to everybody else that you are a little bit higher than them when it comes to money, to show them you're a little bit more successful than them when it comes to money. And it's yeah. also maybe with presents. You may be buying expensive presents. And there are Christmas coming on. When there's Christmas coming on, I want you to just think about something. If you have a friend who have the same personality as you, or you know that they don't have as much money as you, sometime when you buy them an expensive present, you put them in a position where they feel they need to buy the same value back to you. And it may cause your friends to get into debt just because they want to please you the same way you please them. I know your intention was really giving and you always go much more than what you need to do. But just be aware of that. As a friend, sometimes I talk to my friends and I talk to clients. You need to tell them if your intention is really to please them and because you really want to do that with a kind heart, say it. I don't expect anything in return. I really want that for you. And that friends know, so she doesn't feel pressure to buy 
more and get into trouble. We don't know what's the pocket of the other person. So just be aware of that when it comes to gift giving. That's one thing I can say. And I don't know if you want to jump on to the next. I wanted to add to that. So I was caught up in that because I had a really good job. I started in my corporate job when I was really young and I rose to six figures rather quickly in my 20s. So because I was making more than, you know, the people I was going out with, I felt like, you know, I had kind of up leveled where we went out to eat and all of that. So that's where I wanted to eat. So if I'm inviting them, then I have to pay, you know, so, you know, there's two sides of that coin where do you feel obligated to pay for the bill because of the level of success that you have? right? I worked really hard to get the level of success. And then it it was like catch 22, where I should pay because I make more. And then like I would know that people would feel guilty. But knowing that maybe they didn't have the same means to split the bill or whatever. And it was just kind of got this, you know, awkward struggle sometimes. So yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up. It's really when it comes to money, the power is really with the being intentional with it and being being open to the conversation. Sometimes it can be difficult. That's why working with a coach is good to kind of let go of all of those meanings we attach to it. But when you have close friends and if they are really your friends for who you are, not for your, your wallet, it's something that you can talk about. And sometimes I will I feel a powerhouse may have friends that are coming along because of the success that that person is bringing into the table. I'm not saying that's the case for everybody, but I feel that sometimes that's a tendency that may happen um, for a powerhouse. So just be sure that uh, you talk about money, talk to the people you know you can trust. Right. And then also there are those who kind of attach themselves to your entourage. And then there's sometimes where powerhouses feel can't trust. You know, maybe they are, maybe they aren't, but there's a level Mm. of trust or lack of trust that a powerhouse might have is thinking that, oh, you and my friend now are just here for the gold. <laughs> are you here for me? Mm-hmm. And that's another um, source of burnout for the powerhouse because yeah. you're trying to discern and you're trying to, is this person really for me? And then there's that emotional burnout that happens because you're always second guessing everyone's intention. Mm. So there's that mental yep. and emotional drain that's also happening. I'm so glad you brought that up. I love this conversation. <laughs> it's going so good. <laughs> so good. Thank you. And that's just the first question, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Um, kind of touched on question number two, right? In which ways have we seen powerhouses overspending? So, and I think um, one other thing that we didn't mention in that is uh, a powerhouse is so driven by success that she will find or spend, I should say, on systems to make things quicker, faster. And sometimes she may not need it, but she thinks that she does. And that's why she just goes, oh, this is the newest things. I need this for my business to run better because she's always looking around at what others are doing. And she feels that she needs that X, Y, and Z for her business to be as successful <laughs> as well. So there's another, another expense or um, a powerhouse will definitely be spending money on. Definitely also qualification I mentioned. Because it's all about her self-worth and she thinks that a piece of paper will give her that. So she will be spending a lot on that 
validation because she's just craving for validation. And that's all coming from that imposter syndromes and that lack of confidence, which made her spend money the way she does at the moment. So there's a lot of work to be done with her when it comes to money, because she will definitely be prone to make money an idol. Yes. The love of money is the root of all evil. It's not money. Mm. Because right, money is used for ministry. Money is used for a lot of good things in the world. Look at a philanthropist. Yes. <laughs> They're the opposite side of the wheel where they will spend yeah. money giving it away to other people. Mm. So they have the opposite problem. They will give their money away. They'll give their time away in an effort to, I want to say people please, but if people please in a different way. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. And they get in trouble too sometimes. So I need to, we need to find a balance. When it comes to money, there's a balance that we need to find. And when I say balance, I put that in quote because there's no such thing as balance in a way. It's all balance in the season that God has put you in. That's what I'm trying to say. If he's saying you do this and you do that at this time, this is what you're focusing on. And at other seasons, there will be different things to focus on. But there will always be an equilibrium between your spending, your giving, and your saving, investing, and your earning according to God's will in your finance. So that's what I mean by the balance, not the way you may be thinking. I love that. And certain archetypes, perfectionists, are like, it has to be perfectly balanced. You can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, I have to get my percentages right. I have to make sure I do the 10% tie. I have to make sure, you know, my, (laughs) my calculations for each spending category is exact. If yeah. it's not exact, then I failed, you know? Yeah. But I love that you said balance. It's really, um, what does someone say? They said it's not really about balance, but about harmony. Mm. A yin yeah. and yang, right? There's the, the push and pull, and there's that ebb and that flow. Like, especially as entrepreneurs, right? Some months are good, and some months are bad. Yes. We're not on a payroll. No. Right? Uh, we have sales coming in and we have expenses going out and it's all of this ebb and flow that we have in our businesses yeah. that really makes the balance happen. That's why I, I talked about the equilibrium a little, a little bit better maybe than the balance is that at the end of the day, when you do look at your numbers, which is a key part of good money management, you'll be able to balance your input and output according to the season you're in when you know that in the next month there are going to be less sales coming in maybe it's time to reduce your expenses when you get more money in it's time to save for when the wilderness season happens so that you can fall back on that saving and in the bible that always say for what's coming <laughs> which sometimes we don't do but as an entrepreneur it's a key thing saving as a key entrepreneur is essential when we get all that money not to think as a powerhouse, yay, more money to spend on self-development and all of this. It's like, hold on, your future self will be happy with you that you put some money aside for her when she doesn't get the next big income coming in because you know it's happening. So you need to be intentional. And that's why I talked about intentional planning. It's all with this in mind. And I just wanted to touch on some of the key points that, you brought up so far, right? We have to remember who we are in Christ because that internal validation is really what's going to save you the most money. And as a powerhouse or as any of the archetypes, right? Understanding our spending triggers, our buying habits, but it's 
motivating us to spend the money that we have or to save the money that we have, right? There's yeah. different archetypes who are spenders and there are different archetypes who are savers, right? And, and isn't it funny? The spenders always marry the savers. I've heard it's, that. It's not funny. God is so good because my husband is a spender and I'm the saver. So in a house, when you do do a, a spending plan, with your partner, it's important to know their spending habit too. And this is where in my budget, I have a category called miscellaneous because I knew he would be spending on something that I wasn't aware of because he would just do it. So instead of being upset with his personality, because it's him, there's no point changing him. But when it comes to the creating of the plan, we can be like, this is what we have. You have kind of that space to move around. And he knows the limits when you work together as a team, which is essential to reach your goal faster. There, there is that freedom for that person. You need to make them feel fun spending their money, not to be like, what's going to be so mad at me now? We don't want that. We want them right. to be like, I bought this because I was thinking about you, for example, or they may have bought something for themselves. It doesn't matter. But they felt free to do it. And that's what I want to give my clients, that empowerment. They can spend the money in a way that is enjoyable for them, that make them feel good. They took a decision to spend money. Because what I work with the clients the most when it comes to emotion is the fear, the -hmm. shame, the guilt, and the jealousy. And jealousy Mm -hmm. would be powerhouse. They are jealous of what other has, so that comparison will make them spend more because they want what's on the other side of the fence. And that would be Mm -hmm. the powerhouse. The other one has already over seven figures business. I'm only at five. That's not good enough. I want the seven. And they will just focus on what's next, next, next. They are such in a position of striving all the time that that's why they burn out. But if we flip this for a second and we put our identity in Christ, remembering that no matter what you do, your value to God is the same. Because at the end of the day, Christ has done it all on the cross for you. You don't have to do anything to prove to God who you are and what you have done because it's not about you. It's about what Christ has done on the cross. And a beautiful passage for that is in Roman, I think it's Roman 5, 8 that you could read. That would be beautiful um, verse that when God, it says, remember God showed his great love for you by sending Christ to die for you when we were still sinners. That's the first thing. Then if you read Romans 5, 1 and 2, therefore, since you have been made in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege where we now stand And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. So when you will be doing something or spending your money as a powerhouse, my goal is to help you do it with that sense of awe, God. You're not doing it for your own selfish ambition. You have flipped the script. You are focusing on me being a vessel for God, for his glory doing all of the things to please him and honor him because he has given you the ability to be successful. Having money is not bad. You can be a seven figures and still be totally in love with Jesus and leaning on him every step of the way. But as a coach like myself, I'm here to lean and to teach you those 
gospel verses, those principles that will anchor your identity in what's most important, which is seeking his first. And we do that through habits and through mindset shift and all with biblical principle. Because doing it like the world will do it, it's going to go nowhere. Only God can change your heart, give you a pure heart, and then change your habit afterwards. God is the power in all of this. It starts with God and it finishes with him. I love that. What a great way to you know just wrap up the, this episode. And when we focus on him, it says, seek ye first. Ye, not me. No, and his righteousness. First. Mm-hmm. Yes, and his righteousness, right? Yeah. Then all of these things will be added unto yes. us. Not yes. oh, then we work harder. <laughs> then all these things will add us. No, yes. no, right? When we put God at the forefront of our lives and our businesses and our families and all the things, then right? That's the biblical law and the principle. Just like finances have laws and principles, the Bible has laws and principles and it has laws and principles about money as well so when we focus on what the bible actually says then we can tap into biblical prosperity and we'll probably have a whole another podcast on biblical prosperity and the verses in the bible but today we're just going to focus on the burnout issue (laughs) how each different archetype uh, it will be served best and will serve others best knowing your triggers and your spending habits and those different things will really make you um, stronger in your finances, mm. right? That way you feel like you're in control of your finances and not the other way around where your finances yes. control you, your business controls you, and you're, you know, you're going through life being uh, tossed to and fro by the waves of your finance, yes. especially on this entrepreneurial journey where we don't know sometimes when the next sale is going to happen, right? I had a client who was launching and launching and launching and finally cracked the formula and had a $200,000 launch, you know? And I know today we talked a lot about the burnout archetypes and how each archetype could benefit by different money habits, but I wanted to bring your freebie to the audience today so uncover your money story is a five days video challenge where i will be having a video training which is inside the facebook group which is a free the free platform and then i will ask you for some journaling question and then once you journal i will ask you for some coaching question and the, the reason behind this is to understand why you do what you do which voices you are listening to because our money story has started from our childhood and often what you are doing now could be a modeling of your parents or rebelling against them depending on what you made it mean when you grow up and Mm. that challenge will really highlight what we talked about today the reason why you can't spend on this or you're spending on that you can't save there or you can't do this it's all come back from that six years old who have understood something about money that actually an adult doesn't mean that at all, but she made it mean this and it's still a subconscious belief in her mind that it made make her operate her business and her finance today. So I'm going through that uncover the money story because we need to know your core belief in order to start shifting your money mindset because your core belief will 
shape your money mindset and your money mindset has three layers. What you think about money, how you feel about it, and how you behave. But those three origin from that core belief and that come from your money story. And that's why I want to give that awareness because I'm all about awareness when it comes to money. There's no judging or shaming. It's all about what is my money trying to tell me today? So today is telling me I'm feeling really, really exhausted because I have gone and buy some takeaways when I know I had food in the house but I couldn't be bothered doing it. So once we understand the patterns and the habit, we can then define why this happened. What can we do better next time by having boundaries, by having different system in place to make us win with money so that money is not the one controlling you, but you're the one in control of your spending or what you do with it. So that's what, that will kind of just give you a quick highlights, but very, very deep because some people have said, I didn't like question when I asked if money was a friend, what type of friend will it be? Will it be someone you're going to be run away from because you're a person that don't like look at your finance? Will it be someone you want to hang out with because you, you know money can be a tool for you? Or There's so much when it comes to money. And that's what I love, the complexity of it, because what we explained today you may not feel like much you exactly, and that's normal because there's so many layers intertwined. There's so many different story, past experiences that make you who you are. But I don't want to see you as you fail because you are a powerhouse and you have so many overspending habits. No, that can be also a quality when it's been used the right way. So it's just to try to find what works for you and what is God is asking you to do. And how can you be obedient to what he's calling you to do, which is the essential part as well. Yes. It's not about condemnation. It's about really bringing that awareness because we cannot change the things that we're not aware of. Right. Right. This is us looking at ourselves introspectively and I think we have spinach on our teeth and all we have to do is go ahead and and clean it up, clear it up. And so, so thankful for sharing that with the audience today. And um, is there one last thing that you would love to remind the audience about before we close today? I think for all of us is to not be stuck on what the world is saying. You will only be somebody when you have X amount in, in your account. You will have rich X amounts of things. Your net worth is not equal to your self-worth. Please remember this. You are so valuable. Someone died for you because they love you so much. When you didn't even know that person in the first place, Jesus. So remember this. I want you to really know and sit down right now and close your eyes and be, I am loved. If you know Jesus Christ because of your faith, please know that you are loved. You're being chosen. If you're being called to be an entrepreneur, God will hold your hand. He will tell you which path to take. And remember that he's the provider. Sometimes it's hard to know, and that's why you're striving so much. But he's your provider. He will be here to guide you, to show you what you need to do. And a beautiful passage in the Bible says, ask me for wisdom, and I will give it to you. So do you believe that he can guide you? So that's what you need to ask God. Guide me and give me a pure heart, like David has. Because we live in this world, and our flesh is always wanting more, but now that we have Jesus in us, we need to operate out of the spirit. And it's not easy, and I am guilty of that too. I'm a human, and please know you're never going to be perfect until Jesus comes back. But we can try with his help 
without condemning ourselves, but just repenting if we know we've done something wrong, and then carry on the journey. Keep looking forward to what's ahead. And please, a little bit of self-love, but not with the big I, but just knowing that because of what Christ has done, you can love yourself for, for who you are in him, because that's more than good enough. Who you are in him is perfect in his sight, and that's what you need to remember. Wow, what a lovely close. Thank you for that. And once we get our money stories fixed and our money mindset upgraded, that's how our businesses can grow and scale without burnout. So again, thank you, Raina, for being here today. And see you guys next time on the podcast. Bye. Bye.